0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first uh, Monday check-in of the Gregorian New Year. So uh, we're actually well into the liturgical New Year. So let's not have any talk about that in the in the discussion, in the chats, in the are people post people should be post they should be like responding
1: to these videos. I think so. Yeah, but only good only good things. Only the good responses, yeah. If you have a yeah. bad response about one of our uh, broadcasts, we don't we don't want to hear it. I don't but, want it. But if you have a good response, by all means, please. Yeah, yeah that'd be fine.
0: <laughs> Words of encouragement, telling us, wow, this is great. That'd be fun. Anyway, this is the Monday check-in. I am Damon, one of the pastors at First Presbyterian Church in Hastings, Nebraska, joined by
1: Greg Allen Pickett, the other pastor at First Presbyterian Church in Hastings, Nebraska. Excited to be with you here on this first Monday check-in of 2021. Yeah. Uh, I actually missed doing this last week, Damon.
0: Yeah, it's a nice little, it's a nice thing.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. and I know that our 27 loyal listeners also missed our podcast last week, too. Yeah, well. You'll note I've updated that number. That number is growing.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: But hopefully they were able to fill the space maybe
0: by going and watching, you know, take in something from one of our Christmas Eve services that are available on the Facebook page and maybe yes. maybe track down one of their previous favorite episodes of the Monday check-in. To
1: re-listen, kind of like a year in review thing.
0: Yeah, yes. no, for sure. I mean, we listen to scripture multiple times, right? The passage. So... I'm sh- I'm sure there's yet more wisdom in these things. I
1: hope you're not comparing our podcast to scripture.
0: <laughs> well, I'm not. Uh, I'm not saying that they're equals. I wouldn't <laughs> put them on the same footing. Is scripture the word of God? Yes. Does the word of God appear in other places? Also, yes, I would say.
1: If 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 we do consider this podcast a faithful proclamation of the word of God, which I think most days were not too far off from that. Um, Then, you know, Karl Barth's version, he had this idea of the threefold form of God's word. If you, if you can imagine a a target, right? So in the center of the target, the bullseye is God's word revealed in the person of Jesus Christ. Right. Right. The next string of the target is God's word revealed in scripture. Sure. And then the third ring of the target is God's word faithfully proclaimed. And this was Karl Barth's, what he called the threefold form of God's word. And uh, when I had this, this picture presented to me in seminary, it thoroughly scared the, the pants off of me because <laughs> I thought all of a sudden, wait, like preaching is, 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 is part of this proclamation or the, the, uh, presentation of god's word in the world and now all of a sudden it feels like a much heavier burden to be preaching i'm not just getting up and giving a speech right i'm supposed to be faithfully proclaiming god's word which bart says when done properly is on par with the center and the second ring and then the third ring and um and so it puts a lot more weight on preaching than when i first thought about preaching when i first went into seminary yeah <clears throat> it's not just ponderings no no <laughs> no when it's
0: a it's which best, is it's, a, it's a, yeah the ponderings it's is probably mostly of what, what we do in the, in the course of this little thing but <laughs> but ponderings i th- i think the ponderings lead to proclamations i mean it's hard to just i'm just going to open my mouth and now it's going to come a proclamation right or one of inequality i suppose
1: yeah yeah. At any and,
0: rate, yeah, go ahead.
1: Oh no. <laughs> no, it's all good. Uh
0: so this is the this is the Monday check-in. And uh what we'll do eventually is we'll take a little bit of a look at the scripture that we're going to use for the upcoming Sunday. Uh this upcoming Sunday is January 10th, and then we'll have a little bit of a chat about it uh in the vein of what we're doing currently. And then following that we shift gears a little bit and we share a little bit about what's going on in the life of First Prez Hastings and folks, things that folks should be on the lookout for with so that folks uh, can be involved in, in what's going on currently. So with those things said and done, uh, who's giving the opening prayer
1: this this year? Uh, I'll start us off. Okay, that? that'd be great. All right, let's, uh, let's pray. Gracious and loving God, we thank you for the opportunity provided via this digital technology to reflect on your word and what it means for us. As we start a new year, we think about all the new beginnings, perhaps the resolutions we've made, perhaps the things that we, the hopes that we have in store for the coming year. In the midst of all that, Lord, you are there. You're there in the midst of us making resolutions, you're there in the midst of the mystery and the possible chaos of the coming year, walking with us, abiding with us, carrying us when we need to be carried and holding us close when we need to be held close. May this year be one that is one of growth, one of courage, one of peace, one of comfort. And may this particular discussion, this format of the Monday check-in be one ultimately, Lord, that helps people study your word and grow in their faith as it helps Pastor Damon and I study your word and grow in our faith. We ask all of this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen.
0: So for this upcoming Sunday, we have a uh, scriptural mashup uh, that we anticipate using. We're going to sort of which makes sense because it's pretty clearly kind of what John had in mind if the author of the Gospel of John had in mind. Um, so 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 we have we've taken parts or Greg has more specifically, I didn't really do anything, taken parts uh, of John chapter 1 and Genesis chapter one and sort of woven them together in, in a way to kind of make them to make them one, reading one passage. Is that an accurate way of describing what, what we're after here?
1: Yeah, I think so. Cool.
0: And uh, so do you want Greg to read the parts from John or the parts from Genesis?
1: Um, I will, uh, I'll take the parts from John and you can take the parts from Genesis. Okay, that, that
0: sounds good. So, uh, so here is a, a woven together
1: piece of John 1 and Genesis 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He he was in the beginning with God.
0: In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void, and darkness covered the face of the deep, while the wind from God swept over the face of the waters.
1: All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. What has come into being in him was life and the life was the light of all people. And God saw that the light was good and God separated the light from the darkness. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness shall not overcome it. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth.
0: Here ends this reading. So we've got this woven uh, together thing. We've got uh, talk of creation. We've got a new year. By the 10th, we'll be into Epiphany. Greg, what do you got?
1: Uh, you know, I, I'm struck by uh, both the John and the Genesis passage. Um, well, I'll, I'll back up and just provide some, uh, some context. This is not the first time that First Presbyterian Church of Hastings has heard this mashup. Um, so uh, I, I did this a couple of years ago. We had a cantata called Small Dancing Light. And I decided to pull scriptures that would line up with the songs in the cantata and I, I had this stroke of creativity to mash up John 1 and Genesis 1 as part of the preparation for that cantata. Um, and so it was a, a creative spark in me that led to this. And what I'm struck by in these scriptures is the, the, the creativity of God. Um, in the beginning was nothing except the word and God. And then Genesis says God created just just that line in the beginning when God created, and what did God create? Created the heavens and the earth. The earth was nothing; it was chaos. It was a formless void, and darkness covered the face of the deep. And a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. And then you have John jumping back in here. All things came into being through Him, and without Him, not one thing came into being. Um, and it's just a, it's a powerful powerful image and not one that we spend a lot of time thinking about that god created out of nothing we have this creative god and the the latin term for that is ex nihilo that god created creation out of ex nihilo out of nothing starting with absolutely nothing and god took off in this creative vein and just started creating um I've said create a lot in the last uh, 30 <laughs> seconds, haven't I? You <laughs> need to hit uh, shift F7.
0: Is that to pull up the thesaurus? It pulls up yeah, the other thesaurus on word, at least. <laughs> 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 but, um, that uh, that talking about um, the earth was a formless void. Uh, and, the, and that it was mostly just the waters of chaos. Um and I think it sort of started me to think, to ponder about um, how much of our lives we often experience as, as a formless void, um, how much of when we when we look around the world, it just really kind of feels like a formless void at times, um, and chaos, there's just, just chaos everywhere, right? And and I th- was thinking about the the call. So at Genesis 1, God speaks and things happen, right? Um, Genesis 2 is a different creation account. I'm going to combine
1: them together right now, even though you maybe shouldn't, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, if I mashed up John 1 and Genesis 1, you're allowed to mash up the two creation narratives in Genesis. Sure. I mean, they're both there, right?
0: So in Genesis 2, God... Uh, Creates the mud guy, the Adam from the Adamah, the mud guy from the mud, um, and breathes into, into the nostrils of, of this human being and shares the breath of God with the human being. And, and there's something about this, something to me makes me think about the, the call to us as bearers of the breath of God to also speak into these formless voids and, and into these chaos waters that we see. Um, whether, those, whether that's on a very personal level, um, whether that's we know someone who's experienced some sort of a loss in their life uh, and and the chaos that that can bring with it, the formlessness of that, um, to, to speak into those things, some sort of Creative action. I mean, even if the creative action is to say, uh, I, "Can I come mow your yard? Right? <laughs> uh, can I come shovel your walk? Uh, can I bring you a meal? Uh, can I give you a box of tissues?" Right? Even if that's the creative action, uh, that still brings some sort of shape and form I think, to that, to that formless void. If that makes sense, uh, even if it's just, tell me a story about this person. Um, I, so part of me just started thinking of, you were talking about the, the swarmless void, which I always find a very evocative image and very, there's so much potential in that image, um, to what is our calling, um, to, to speak creative acts into those sorts of things.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I love that. I love the direction that's going. It's, it's interesting because you think in the beginning, God created. And so we have a creative God and then God created humanity in God's own image. Which means that everything that is created is an act of God's creation. And so from, from the works of Michelangelo and da Vinci... That inspire these amazing emotions in us, and and to something as simple like you said, baking a casserole is an act of creativity, uh, and taking it to somebody uh, who's who's struggling, um, and yeah. there there's some and God's creation ultimately is a creation of love, but but there's a creativity in there that's that's just interesting to me that 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 I want to suss out and. I just sat back I as I was studying this before we, we started our podcast and just that notion that all the created order is of God, all of the art in the world is of God, all of the creative empathy you've ever received, all the creative acts of compassion you've ever received, all are of God because God created humanity in God's own image. And so anything that we create then is also of God, right?
0: I'm not sure... How... Yeah, I'm. My only hesitance, right, is that sometimes we create really bad things. That's true. That's true. Um, and and sometimes it's it's hard to to sort of figure out the difference between, um, is this creative act uh, a thing of beauty, uh, a thing of peace, a thing of grace, a thing of truth, or is this creative thing um, a thing that's meant to hurt? Or destroy, or uh, to some to some effect, such as that, right? Um, yeah. I was, I was thinking about your I was thinking of your casserole example, right? The, the the act of creating a casserole as a creative act, and and I thought of that, and then you added a step to it, which I thought was a really important step, right? That the casserole is maybe really just a casserole, right? Uh, but then when you take it and give it to someone who needs, then it becomes this, this creative act of love, right. Or of compassion or of empathy. And, and I, and I, I, li- I really like this reminder of, cause this is Genesis one, <laughs> being created in the image of God. And, and then that, that we are called to carry on those, those creative those loving creative acts, right? uh, and those creative acts that are meant to bring about ever more peace, ever more joy, ever more, uh, ever more mercy, ever more understanding, maybe in the world. Um, and I think that a lot of a lot of the pieces of art that you're thinking of and, and mentioning definitely fall in to that, to that category.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's a really good distinction there, Damon. Um, I suppose creations—they're created with the intention of of love, right? Of 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 embodying, incarnating, embracing God's love for the world. Are those are the ones that are of God? I suppose that's that's a good distinction. Um, and there's and not that, there's, not the go. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I was going to say, go ahead. the um i even love the 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 images in in like isaiah where god talks about or or the prophet isaiah god through the prophet isaiah talks about beating swords into plowshares the notion of taking a weapon of war and turning it into a weapon of of, or not a weapon an instrument of of cultivation of land so this creative act of, of of doing that and um now you've got something that's that's purpose is to to help create life by 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 creating food and and so yeah that that that, i think that's an important distinction that you make there yeah and not that those pieces of art can't
0: um not that they are always easy right or or easy to look at or always make us feel good i guess right i'm thinking of um I'm thinking of like spiritual songs that arose out of slavery, or I'm thinking of other pieces of art that are created, whether they're plays, whether they're novels, um, whatever the case might be, whether they're paintings, created to give an honest depiction of anguish or of pain, right? That that, when we look at those things, when we take them in, it's not necessarily an easy thing, like it doesn't necessarily make us feel good. Um, but it does foster understanding or it does foster empathy or it does foster a a change maybe even in my own heart Um, that and that's a holy experience I think as well
1: yeah there's a there's a piece of art uh, that has been installed in different places around the United States and one of the places that I encountered it I'm not going to remember the name of the town, but the first when when we took our trip to um, the Holy Land with a group of pilgrims here about 15 months ago, uh, the first morning we went to visit a site on the shores of the Sea of Galilee, and at the entrance to the site was this piece of art, which has also been placed in different places around the world, and the art is a, a bronze statue depicting a homeless person sleeping on a bench but that homeless person is Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And so here we were in the Holy land, walking in the footsteps of Jesus and the apostles. And we were confronted with this image as we walked into the city gates of this ancient city. And there was this statue of Jesus, but not that we would think of either Jesus healing the sick or Jesus feeding the 5,000 or Jesus hanging on the cross, but Jesus sleeping on a bench, uh, Depicted as a homeless person, and uh, that obviously the, the creative mind of the artist to say this is important. And like I said, I think these these pieces of art have been installed in different outside different churches and different cities around the world as well. But there it was, and and our group was confronted with that. One of the very first things we were confronted with the morning, the first morning we woke up in the Holy Land, um, and how it was designed to make us think and certainly created as an act of love for us, hopefully to inspire compassion in us, to realize that we should see the face of Christ in every person we meet. Um, particularly the homeless person sleeping on the bench. There's a, a phrase that you use, Damon, that I appreciate uh, when you talk about we're called to love our neighbors and you say we're called to love our strangers. Yeah. Um, and I love that that use of, uh, of the possessive pronoun that is uh, the first person plural, it's our, because we all belong to each other in, in God's created universe. Um, and so even the strangers are our strangers in the same way that our neighbors are our neighbors. And um, th- that's a piece of creativity that causes us to think, right? That causes mm-hmm. us to ponder. And I, I, I like it. You use that um, with enough regularity that it's made its way into my consciousness.
0: <laughs> well, you know, I couldn't think of anything else to say. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, while you're talking about, you know, this piece of art um, sort of made me think about um, that, that particular sculpture as, as a creative way of expressing the, this truth about God's love, right? Uh, or about God's word. And I started thinking about, you know, even when we go through a worship service, all of the different creative ways that we experience in a worship service of communicating God's word, I suppose, just in different ways. Right. Uh So we have, we have music, right. And we have music with words and we have music without words. Um, We have prayers, which are written, um, and, and that can just be read. We have spoken word as well. Um, you know, probably think of more, I mean, a lot of times during your sermons, you'll have a piece of artwork, um, you know, a painting or a graphic artwork, I guess, um, that's, that'll be on the screen or um, something to that effect. And I was just thinking about all of the different ways, artistic ways of communicating helping us to encounter God's word, I guess, in, in different ways uh, and encountering God's word in different ways, help us, helps us to realize or understand things about it that maybe we didn't before or wouldn't have thought of or ask questions that wouldn't have occurred to us previously.
1: Yeah. And I get challenged, um, you know, <laughs> Chris Settler, who uh, worked at Hastings College for a bit and is now the executive director of Stern Museum. Um, he's all about encouraging people to be creative and to create art. And um, I told Chris, I said, I'm, I'm not an artist. Uh, and Chris said, whoa, wait a second. <laughs> he said, you may not create art in traditional forms. You may not sculpt or paint, uh, he said, but all of us are creative in some way or another. He said, I wouldn't want to have to write a 1500 to 2000 word sermon every week uh, and that, that is a mix of creativity and study of scripture and proclamation of God's word. And, and he said, you, you do that 40 weeks a year. Like that, that is, that's a lot of creativity. <laughs> and uh, and Chris got me to rethink that notion of what is creativity, what is art and God creates through all of us. And I was thinking about here in central Nebraska, the, the, the number of like manufacturers that we have and oftentimes these are folks who started out tinkering oftentimes farmers who during the winter when they didn't have any as much work to do because they weren't planting or weeding or harvesting they started tinkering to improve their farming but even that tinkering that creativity and that tinkering which led to them perhaps setting up a machine shop which led to them then creating you know the the sorts of things and I, I just uh I just think about that creativity and that creative cycle, and uh, how creativity is all around us if we're attuned to it. Um, and when the creativity, as as you said, is is towards the common good, towards these values of compassion and creating peace, and and all that stuff, which which may be improving farming techniques, right? Because then that's creating more food for people, so less people go hungry. I mean, all that stuff. And so there's there's some beauty in that as well and, and a reminder that we're all creative beings in one way or another. Um, like like the example of the casserole and delivering a casserole. Like that's that's an act of creativity. Um, and, and, and an act of courage. Delivering a casserole to somebody who's grieving, uh, you know, because then you're stepping into that space of, of grief with them. And yeah. Uh, yeah
0: so yeah. and even if it's just like even if the casserole is just meant for you right uh or just meant for just meant for the people that are commonly around the table with you right um then that's that's still an act of love like that's still that's an act of feeding that's uh an act of of caring for yourself or for the people around you um yeah even if it's just okay i got this i got these five ingredients (laughs) i guess i can make a soup um (laughs) yeah that's that's still uh uh it's still a creative act that that adds light and life to the world i suppose yeah um so i don't know what do you, you think this will there's a sermon in here somewhere i imagine are you close so. to it
1: i think so my my intent and we'll see if this pans out or not but this season of epiphany which is uh like the next like six weeks before we get to the season of lent um is to really reflect on the creativity that we see in the Bible, both God's creativity and our call to be creative. Um, You know, the the season of Epiphany is about the the manifestation, the manifestation of God, obviously, in the birth of Jesus Christ, but also how God manifests God's self in the world in different ways. Um, And so we're gonna be on the lookout for that in the next six weeks, for the ways that God has creatively manifested God's self to us. And the way that we are then called to creatively manifest God's love and compassion and peace and justice in the world as created beings of God. So that's hopefully the direction this thing will go over the next six weeks. Uh, we'll kick it off this week with uh, Genesis and John mashup and see where it goes. I think it'll be good.
0: So, <laughs> uh, should we switch gears, uh, a little bit and share a little bit about, uh, what's going on in, in first Pres. I can get things started. We, uh, Advent has wrapped up. I can confirm that we are done with Advent. Uh, we are still just, we're two, three days, depending on how you count days left in Christmas season, but Advent is done. And if folks were participating in the reverse Advent calendar, uh, that's great and wonderful. Uh, there's a lot of creative acts that went into, into putting that together from the prayers to the seeking out the items. Um, if folks have items that they have not yet dropped off at the church, uh, we would like people to do that within really within the next couple of days. And then our mission team will start. Uh, they've already started actually they've got a lot of stuff sorted but they'll sort everything and and take it to the four agencies that that we were collecting items for so uh, folks can drop those things off anytime the church's office is back open we were closed last week um but anytime during regular business hours so
1: all right uh yeah and we're continuing with our stay-at-home worship uh we're definitely doing that for at least the next three weeks. The session will meet here towards the end of January and make a determination about uh, February and beyond. Uh, so that means we invite you to tune in with us uh, on Sunday mornings at 1030, either via Facebook Live or via radio, uh, or you can also catch the services later. They're archived to our Facebook page and also broadcast on our p- local public access channel twice a week. So I uh, encourage you to continue to participate in the life of the church in that way with uh, with worship. Uh, In addition, we've got uh, a lot going on with uh, Christian Ed, both for uh, children, youth, and adults. And so encourage you to be part of that. Our pre-K through fifth grade uh, Christian Ed is still being done remotely this month. Uh, Steph uh, put together packets and sent those out. Mine arrived at my house last week. The packets go along with a series of videos. She posts a video once a week. Uh, generally align with the scriptures that we're preaching on and the packets are full of activities and crafts for the kids to do and so we invite you to do that Um, and the videos I'll be very honest with you I think while they're directly towards the kids are pretty worthwhile anyone watching so each, uh, each Friday afternoon, we send out a link to those videos. We invite you to check those out, even if you don't have kids or perhaps if you've got grandkids living in another state, watch the video, send the link to them, watch it with your grandkids over FaceTime or Zoom, and uh, let's all continue to grow in our faith together that way. For uh, middle school and high school, uh, we took a little break from youth group as the virus cases spiked and also over the season of Advent. And I think Damon and Steph will be sitting down and sort of assessing what that's going to look like uh, for January and beyond. So stay tuned on that. Uh, no decisions have been made just yet. For adults, uh, we've got so much going on. There's, of course, this podcast, which you're listening to now. Thank you. Uh, but we've also got a Tuesday at noon Bible study, uh, which is available by Zoom. Uh, or if you don't have access to Zoom and live in Hastings, you can come in in person. We practice social distancing and wear masks, but we can accommodate a few people in the church for that as well. Uh, we've got a Wednesday study going on, which is a study of the Book of Revelation. Uh, that study has been ongoing now. Uh, this is its third year, if I'm not mistaken. Something like,
0: but they're they're in uh, Revelation chapter seven, I think. So they've made it to chapter seven. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to get in, I don't think it's really too late.
1: Will we call that a Christmas miracle? No, uh, just an epiphany miracle that they've made into chapter seven. Uh, It's great. That's led by our scholar in residence, Dr. Dan Deffenbaugh. um, And it's not too late to join. And if you slide in now, you'll be exposed to concepts in the book of Revelation that perhaps Mm -hmm. you haven't considered before and uh, definitely worthwhile. Uh, On Sunday mornings, we have uh, a couple of adult education opportunities. One is called Heirs of Parent. uh, And I'm actually gonna be leading the Heirs of Parent uh, study for a few weeks here. We're gonna do a book study on the book of Nehemiah uh, using a book called Visioneering uh, by a pastor out of Atlanta named Andy Stanley. So you're welcome to join us for that. I think I need to check with Curtis. I think that starts next week. (laughs) I should probably check on that. (laughs) That would would sound about Uh, right to me. And then the, uh, the forums, uh, which are Sunday morning adult education opportunities, are, are going to be firing up uh, starting. Those are coming back this on the
0: 10th. So we actually, we have a series of forums uh, connecting this idea of creativity. Uh, we have a series of forums that are going to take a look at uh, spirituality and the arts and take a look at some past examples on, on the 10th, I can tell you. Turner McGee, uh, art professor from Hastings College, is going to lead a forum titled Bathsheba Smiles. So uh, we'll take a look at uh, the story of Bathsheba and King David, and the unfortunate gentleman whose name I can't remember, but was Bathsheba's husband.
1: Uh, I can't come up with it either. It doesn't go well.
0: Uh, yeah, uh, not to spoil the ending of that story, but uh, and take a look at how Bathsheba is depicted in in art. I know he has uh, paintings for sure, uh, but I think he's also got a song that he's going to take a listen to. And then the week after that, Byron Jensen, music professor at Hastings College, uh, will uh, take a look at some some spiritual pieces of music. And I'm not entirely sure what pieces he's selected. Um, maybe so they might be some masses. I'm not. Hundred percent sure. Uh, so that's, those are a couple that we've got lined up for the next couple of weeks, and that's nine fifteen Sunday mornings via Zoom. They are all recorded and put to YouTube later. But if folks are looking for the link to that, uh, they can contact the
1: church, and we'll get that link to them so they can join live on Sunday morning. Outstanding, uh, and I'm excited because we're going to have some parallels going on between what we're preaching and reading about on Sundays as well as the adult forums. And that's really an exciting thing uh, that we've done pretty well over the last few years, but starting this fall when Dr. Dan Deffenbaugh came on as our scholar in residence, we've really been able to really closely parallel what we're doing with our adult ed classes with what's happening uh, in worship on Sunday morning relative to the scriptures we're reading or the prayers we're singing or the the prayers we're uh, reciting or the songs we're singing. Um, And that will continue. And it it appears that's gonna kind of continue this whole year. And uh, I'm, I'm grateful for Dan's work on that, for Damon's work on that. And uh, it's just, uh, it's, it's neat to have all these things tie together. Well, so. Should be good. I think that's all uh, all the news that's fit to speak about on our podcast. Did we mention the five for five? No, it's not all the news that's fit to speak about on our (laughs) podcast, the five for five. So this is the practices that uh, Kylie started for us during the season of Advent. Uh, She'd approached me and she just said, you know, Greg, for a lot of people, Advent, their primary way of practicing their faith during Advent is by gathering in person, by coming to church. And we're being denied that right now because of the pandemic. So can I propose some other ways for people to grow in their faith and their spirituality and their prayer life since we're not able to gather in person? I said, that's a great idea. Go for it, Kylie, and run with it. And boy, did she ever, Uh, she did a great job for the four weeks of Advent. She lined up her spiritual and prayer practices with our uh, Advent devotional guide, and it worked out really, really well. And it went so well that we said, let's continue this. And so Kylie has uh, already now done two of these since Advent has ended, uh, these five for five. And we're talking about uh, five minutes, five days a week of doing a spiritual or prayer practice to grow in your faith and your spirituality and to connect yourself with God. And so, uh, Kylie's continuing to do those this, uh, this week she proposed that we do the examine, which is an ancient Catholic spiritual practice. And she does a great job explaining that. So, uh, we talked about that on Sunday, we showed a video with Kylie and that video is now our, as soon as we get off this call, we'll be posted to our YouTube page. Um, and you're available, you're, you're able to see that as well as the other ones. So if you're really wanting multiple spiritual or prayer practices, you can watch the previous videos and, and continue to do those as well. Yeah, that's really a thing. Some of the past ones
0: tie pretty directly into the Advent devotional, but even still, you could really hop in at any time that you want Absolutely. That stuff for sure. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So I do, pronounce, I do like to pronounce it examen, just so that it rhymes with my name.
1: Damon, do you practice the examen? I did this morning. Good for you. Yeah, it was good. Uh, should we close with prayer? Let's do that. All
0: right. Loving and gracious God, thank you for your word and all of the ways that it comes to us all of the ways that that people have been inspired by your spirit to communicate that word in in fresh ways, in nurturing ways, in sometimes challenging ways, Um, whether that comes to us through a piece of sculpture or a painting or a piece of music or a particularly profound moment of silence. Thank you, O God, for, for you, the creative acts that you inspire in your people, the creative acts of love, of kindness, of mercy, and of generosity. May we, O God, continue to be inspired by your spirit. May we continue to find new ways, fresh ways, of living out your love in the world. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, With all those things said and done, until next time, toodaloo.